Let's look at this next word. The devil does not want us to come to our Father with this knowledge and this confidence. Did you realize that? He don't want you and I, when we've sinned, to come to Him with this kind of confidence. Can I ask you a question, sir? You've got how many sons? Three. Three. If one of them committed murder tomorrow, could they come to you? Do they know that? Okay. Our Father is not going to stop loving us because we sin. The devil says the exact opposite. You are no longer righteous, buddy, it's over. Listen, church, the reason I'm preaching like this is we are a church of restoration, not judgment. There's not a one among us that can raise ourselves up to the point of excluding someone who has fallen if they come repentant. Now, if they continue in their sin and try to justify themselves, they're doing damage to themselves and those around them. That's not going to be condoned, okay? devil does not want us to come to our Father with this knowledge of His confidence and willingness to forgive. Finding and forgiving under the throne of what? What is grace? I like the next phrase, undeserved kindness. What is that scripture from Romans? I wish I had it up here. It is the kindness of God that leads you to repentance. Once you're confronted, if the person doing the confronting understands the grace of God, they'll be kind to you. God is so kind that He just reduces you to a a repentant sinner. The mercy of God, that we may obtain mercy and find help in our time of need. I like what one translation said. It said, take the mercy, accept it. When you've blown it, when you've sinned, that's the hardest thing to do. It's a humbling experience to have to take the mercy. We don't believe, and, and we won't take the mercy until we understand the nature of our sin. We'll try to justify ourselves. We won't accept accountability. We'll hide it. But when we come to that place where, like David, the prophet Nathan said, Thou art the man. David fell to his knees, repented, confessed, repented. And he got the full benefit of the grace and mercy of God. What would have happened to David if he had not done that? Can I venture a guess? Even though it is only a guess, he would have become another Saul. Remember, Saul was confronted with his sin. And instead of accepting the mercy, instead of confessing and repenting and accepting the mercy, he went on in his lifestyle, in his direction. And what happened to Saul? He lost the kingdom. He lost his sons. He lost everything. lost his life in the end. It does not have to be that way, church. Amen? It does not have to be that way. Take the mercy. Take it. Humble yourself and say, Yes, yes, Lord, yes, yes, yes. I need your mercy. I take it. I appropriate it. And if anybody else looks at you and says, You don't deserve it, you say, That's right. That's grace. You got it. Bingo. I must be doing something right then because that's what the Bible says. It's the grace of God that provides this mercy. Understand the difference between grace and mercy. 